The following is a paid program and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the staff or management of visionary-related entertainment. Welcome to Mental Health Makeover with Dr. Mike. My name is Big C. I'll be the host of the show. Today we're going to learn how to become more engaged in times of distress. We'll talk to Dr. Gabby Gallarim, an autism specialist here on the island and also happens to be Dr. Mike's wife at Gallarim Behavioral Health in Makawal. We'll also talk about some applied behavioral analysis, which is a part of autism and learning a little bit more about it, and personal repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation, or PRTMS. Wow, that sounds great. (laughs) How have you been? uh, Well, thank you so much again, as always. And I will let you know how I've been in a couple of minutes because it's been an unusual time in my life. I've personally experienced something that I have never experienced before. Uh, and I'm going to get to that in a second, which is all relevant, but I just want to thank you so much. We do this every couple of weeks, and we're very enthusiastic and excited about it. I just, you know, this is a show about mental health makeover mm-hmm. um, uh, for anyone, for, for any person or any group of people. Uh, that we, we started this bef- way before COVID. Started it with the premise that the mental health system in general is in crisis. And for reasons which I've said many times before, it's the most amount of money in our country for health is spent on mental health. There were more people than ever being diagnosed with mental health conditions than ever, more medicines being prescribed than ever, and more people not getting better than ever. And I don't want to bore people, and it's kind of sad and tragic about how often we hear about the tragedies or the bad things in mental health and substance abuse and drug addiction and the S word we've talked about before, and it's awful, the sense of powerlessness that's been around for years about that, despite all these people trying to put all so many efforts into uh, addressing these things that sound awful and have these huge numbers and huge costs to people's lives, hopes, futures, uh, future generations, and of course, financial to our whole our whole culture. So this. There's a purpose here, and uh, so the mental health system in general has been begging for transformation for at least 20 or 30 years, if not longer. And uh, again, I, you know, I, that's, I've wound up falling into just being a big part of that by virtue of some very privileged and gratifying experiences. Okay, so enough of that. So, so that's why we're really here, okay? And meanwhile, the world's going on, and a lot of stuff is happening. And, um, and, and of course, mental health is always a big one, and it's being talked about more than ever. And, of course, with this COVID, um, uh, you know, all you got to do is look and say, well, that's the next epidemic people are talking about, mental health this, mental health that. And it's, it's a good portion of that comes from not just COVID-19, but it's also the effects of mental health on COVID-19. Right, good point. Both, either yeah, either way. Absolutely. But there's all kinds of numbers of people, and they fortunately pointed out that the number of people reporting um, uh, psychiatric symptoms, I think, I, I just, the, the numbers are like two or three times higher than average. Uh, now they were clear to say that doesn't mean they all have psychiatric disorders, which was good that they no, said I, that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume, but I mean, with the but, amount of unemployment, yeah, it's a good example of, of one of the reasons why somebody would be at a mental yeah. distress. So they're having, so they're u- they're using doing all these surveys throughout the country, the surveys they use or questionnaires they use for psychiatric 
research psychiatric diagnoses, but they're using them on a lot of people, right? And uh, so, so, um, and, uh, and, and, and so they're finding that people, many more people, I think two or three times more in multiple demographics are reporting an increase in, significant increase in these symptoms. Again, whether or not they quote unquote meet criteria for psychiatric condition or not, which is a whole other topic, okay? It's now, exciting. interestingly, guess which population's reporting uh, the greatest increase in their distress? I would, I would say probably people around 40 to 50. And, okay, so I don't want to put you guys and on the teenagers. spot. Transition age youth, okay? And how long have we been talking about uh, how, uh, how the disengagement between uh, and disempowerment between the younger generation and the older generation is being in crisis all by itself? Oh, absolutely. We've talked about the collapse of parenting. We've talked about the fact that we live in a culture that uh, because of market and political forces, focuses much more attention on the rights of people to be indi to be individuals than they the rights to be appropriately engaged in others the crisis the number of mental health issues on college campuses has been the talk for years anyway right, so who's surprised uh, and it's it's really something that the elders we should just be doing that come on look we're showing these folks Hey, hey, younger generation, here you go, here you come. Well, would you guys, and you know, I'm 60 years old, you know, would you guys show us a little different way to do it here? Because we're becoming in our, in our 20s, and man, we're lost. I had a conversation with one of my patients by Zoom yesterday, and uh, he's like, there are like a zillion choices, man. I mean, people want us to make our own choices. It's like, what are you kidding me? How do we do that? And, uh, and one of the major, hey, we can go on and on about that. Okay, it doesn't surprise me that that's the population that is in the high, having the highest uh, distress. Well, I mean, the the, the teenagers and and whatnot um, have been reflecting a lot on on social media as well. I've seen. Uh, I don't know if you you guys are aware of TikTok, but TikTok is a video uh, based social media, <laughs> and it allows you to be able to kind of see. You know, they, they, they know mostly dance and, and sing together with their, their parents or by themselves or with their friends. But recently you've been seeing um, with a lot of this distress, mm -hmm. them giving honest like monologues yeah. of what they're feeling, what they're thinking. And they don't necessarily know how to address these things because they don't have the tools to be able to navigate out of it. It's well, let me it's interesting it's you say that because I'm, I want to tell a personal story, actually, because it's Please really do. relevant and social media. Uh, as it was used in my personal story, is part of how the world is going to be better. Mm -hmm. No question about it. And it was really cool. I mean, the situation wasn't so cool, but the role social media, or it was just really cool, and it's not going to go away, and it's going to make the world better. But I do want to thank uh, you, Big C, and my wife, Dr. Gabby Gallarim, uh, uh, who, I must say, we're having our 40th anniversary this weekend. Awesome. Okay? Somehow, congratulations, guys! That's a long time, and as my aunt says, we must have been in kindergarten when we got married. But, <laughs> um, but forty years is a long time, and and I look and I could cry because <laughs> we've been through a lot of because stuff. Because it's worth it, and we have a lot of we've been through a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of really good stuff, and some hardship, some of which was recent, which I'm going to get to. But I want for the listeners to know that, um, uh, yeah, we want to pay attention to how 
we're going to incorporate these things we talk about. There are actual therapeutic, well-studied, documented uh, uh, therapy techniques that speak to everything we're saying that will and ought to and have to be built into the future of what we do when we say we're helping people with mental illness, distress, whatever, okay? I can't emphasize that enough. And, and my wife and I must say, we, have, we do practice what we preach the best we can, <laughs> you know? Okay, so, um, so we are gonna talk, I'm gonna tell you a little story, and then, um, uh, and then I wanna hand the, the phone over to, uh, the phone, the, uh, the microphone to my wife about uh, what she, what, you know, what she has been doing and we've been doing with uh, this, this whole area of autism and the autistic spectrum and, and how we're, how these children and, and adults can really be helped much more than many people are aware of, incorporating many things that people do know about, but there's also a lot of, pe a lot of other things that we're able to tap into that everybody knows about and once we bring it to their attention that we include in as much as necessary in everything we do, particularly with the children with autism, whose outcomes seem to be much better, much more quickly. Um, so uh, I want to get to that, okay? Um, so, um, so uh, and again, I'm just telling tell a story about me, and it's a sad one, but it's a good one. I'm proud of it. And it is, it is practicing what we preach, and it is what people need to do. Uh, and that is, you know, sadly, at my father at the age of 88, uh, we lost him a few weeks ago. Wow. You know? And uh, the story about that is a pretty tough, brutal one because he, he suddenly had to go into, he had a middle, min, little mini stroke, mm -hmm. and then he, et cetera, et cetera, and he, and he had to go into a, an acute care facility and uh, and then and and fortunately he recovered quite a bit because uh, he didn't anyway. So, but while he was there, and in this world in South Jersey, in New Jersey, New Jersey has been really, really, really hit hard, and it's a crisis in terms of how things are managed in general with COVID. But in nursing homes, it's written about in the pa in, in the newspapers about how chaotic and difficult. It's been even prior to COVID. So unfortunately, my father uh, was getting better, and he came down with. Uh, and I was on the phone all the time because I could. If I was there, I couldn't have gone in anyway. Right. That's a whole other story. But I was still able to fight and be the best son I could, having medical directive and power of attorney on the phone all the time with all these different people. You know, um, throughout the day for a couple of months. Anyway, so then. Um, he was about to come home and f unfortunately he tested COVID positive and he was asymptomatic for two or three weeks and, and, uh, and, and then it was really hard and then we just lost him. It was really, really sad. We don't even know if he passed from COVID or something else, but it was very sad. And, um, but I was, you know, we were, he was 88 years old. He had a wonderful life, uh, well-known man in the community and so, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, so it was hard. It was took time off of work and did all that and um, and um, now here's the thing though at the funeral the graveside there could only be um, 10 people right family and friends you know and with masks and social distance right 
you know, I just wasn't going to go for a lot of reasons. And, and I was guided by the funeral people. You right, know, of, the course, yeah. of course, you know, I would have, I would have, you know, so f I'm, I'm okay with that. It was okay. And, it, and, uh, but then they, so we had to pick all these people and do all this kind of stuff. And then everybody else could participate uh, by Zoom. It's like, wow, that's kind of bizarre. And it just went so well. And there were probably, probably close to 200 people uh, participating in Zoom, on Zoom from around wow. the world. If, you know, different parts of the world. Quite impactful. You know, only a handful from outside of New Jersey. Because my dad was a Jersey guy, you know. <laughs> uh, and, um, and some family and things like that. You know, and um, and of course me, the son. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I was a big player. You know, I had to say the eulogy and all this kind of stuff. One of the eulogies on my sofa, <laughs> right? But the point is, the idea that we were all forced to be doing this by Zoom overemphasized people's attention to being connected and being a part of it, and that you could feel. And then, then the people who were leading it, they knew that too. So it was almost as if because they took this away from us, as I said before, you know, you don't know what it's got until it's gone. Until it's gone. The, connect, the human connection amongst those people on Zoom was unbelievable. I, and I was just getting all these contacts and things. You know, that was just really powerful. It was gorgeous. It could, you know, these are people from... And, uh, and I cried, you know, I said, I'm going to cry, everybody. Watch, here I go. <laughs> I love to cry, very proud to cry. Anyway, so uh, it was very sad and very, but um, uh, it, it made it that much more uh, real, believe it or not. And, um, and I think the world is going to have that in it uh, much, 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 much more. Uh, that so I wasn't sort of there thing. with you when you, when you, you know, I wasn't there with you when you took that Zoom call, obviously. But I started to manifest in my head just now, you know, what it would be like to see the faces of these people. Because mo most of the time at a, at a funeral, you're not looking at each other. You're looking at the, the, the yeah. dead person. But now that you see everyone else, you see everyone's emotion, you see everyone's moment. And then everyone sees you. You know, it does focus on one person, but you can you can scroll and see. Yeah, that's a thing. You could scroll. You, can, you, you can didn't have to. You can see what these individuals are doing, and so whenever you wanted. I think it's I think it's really interesting because you you get to see how engaged yeah, every beautiful. single human being is there during that time, and so you know I'm I'm saying this being someone who wasn't a part of the funeral, but seeing outside in, you know, and and how how impactful that could have been for for. For anyone who's experiencing that, you know that 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 kind of almost honoring somebody in such a po positive way. It was just so. It was like it was like a new thing. I went to this new planet, and there's this there's this thing. It's a, a funeral, and I'm familiar with them. But right. Oh, there's this new way to do it here, mm -hmm. and it was like it was so cool from that point of view. You know, uh, there were things about it that weren't so cool, like you know, but. Uh, of course, but uh, yeah, there's these people. I could look at them. There's somebody I haven't seen someone to grade school. There's in the someone there aspect, who loves me yeah. from grade school, and there he is. I haven't seen him in all these years, yeah. you know? And uh, it was just, and I could watch their face for a minute or two, and then go back to the whole thing. So, uh, and, and you can I'm, watch your own face, too. That's that's. No, the I was one trying to do that as little really as possible. I was trying to do that as little as possible. <laughs> I understand. I totally do. Uh, and we did have it on our big screen. 
oh, wow. uh, as well, which was kind of really, really, really cool. And they, these guys just did a great job. So, and I want to. So, I could talk about this a lot, of course, everybody. But that's. Uh, and, but it's more and, the impact. That but I want to. But what I want to tell you though, as a psychiatrist, as a therapist, I was trained. What I'm just talking about has been directly built into interventions and techniques that the mental health system desperately needs. And that is, how do you get people together and make the whole greater than the sum of the parts? Per, you know, uh, particularly if those people have a tremendous amount of meaning to the person who's suffering, you know? Uh, and so how do you bring people together? When you bring people together to focus on getting somebody better, the person gets better much more quickly, not just in mental health, in other areas of health as well. It's been shown and studied. And again, the problem is, as I mentioned before, and the most gratifying part of my career has been, you know, there's these, all these people out there, you know? Well, they all hate each other. They all feel they're blaming this and blaming that. They've argued, you know, that burnt bridges and all that kind of stuff. And, oh yeah, we, we don't talk to those people. We gave up on these people. So they don't do that because of their distorted sense of decreased value that has been generated all these years by having these stressful things they just couldn't handle. Mm -hmm. So instead of working through their differences and conflicts, they just drift away and try to pretend as if they don't care and they try to pretend as if, well, we've tried everything. So the, the extent to which you can focus on, okay, these people are out there, you know, they don't do anything right now. If you ask them what they wouldn't be interested, but you know they are, and you know you can tap into that part of them. If that part is identified and supported, they'll hang in there with a guide that will help them be with these other people that they've been in conflict with or upset with, not just necessarily the patient, of course, but all these other people, moms, dads, exes, aunts, uncles, etc. So uh, I wanted to point that out. That and. and uh, you know, so maybe that's why I felt it so much. I think I just—that's what I do every, kind of every day. So um, it's a beautiful thing when that happens. And you know, it would have been great if we all did that. My dad came out of the box and he was alive again. But I don't think those techniques are that strong. <laughs> okay. I, so um, after losing my dad, um, you know, and I, there are people out there who still still have their parents out there. But after losing my dad, I, I realized that. Um, it was it was the people that we that were still alive that bound us together on this plane, and it's such a unique space that we have to be present with those individuals as best we can, and that's 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 why it's so important at awake for us to see each other, literally see each other, because mm -hmm. it speaks to the heart, it speaks to the soul, and it speaks to a way that we need to be able to to reconnect. You know, births and deaths are the the ways that we reconnect as human beings, and it, it's it's one of the most impactful ways that we become connected. And I must say, you know, because I talk a lot about how I learned to do what I do, who I was trained and who my gurus were and heroes were and why I get to be me. But the bottom line is, is that, man, the older I get, the more, because my dad had some really, really special quality, like amazingly special quality. It's these other qualities as well. But, you know, I'm my freaking dad in many, many ways. And I'm very, very privileged to be that. And because uh, he yeah. had a heart of gold and he was written about how he just wanted things to be right. He cared about anybody and anything, and I, I didn't know. <laughs> but the therapist in the use of self, which is what I was trained to do, 
is primarily just to figure out how to use yourself to tap into that goodness other people mm-hmm. is there. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, hey, thanks, Dad. You, you, sh- you just do that. Uh, and, I've, and I still have, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because under no circumstances has there ever been a man in my entire life that will ever be more important and vice versa, no matter how I behaved <laughs> or he behaved. <laughs> and so thank you for that. And uh, now um, I do want to, um, yeah, and it's also, yeah, it's very apropos, you know, it's um, connection, connection, connection. And don't be fooled if people don't think they like you or don't want to talk. It's okay, whatever. Well, talking about connections so, oh, in, in, in the room. We I want have to connect one with this. Here we go. Important connections yeah, that you, you can know. ever imagine. I mean, your yeah, wife. And I did look at her. Yeah, okay. Dr. So, uh, Gabby all right. Gallarum. So now I want to say, okay, so now we do a lot of work here. We love what we do. We've been doing it for a long time. And um, interesting, you know, and my wife is here. And uh, we've been a long time together. We've been practicing together. And she loves what she does probably more than I do. And the gratification that I've seen her have with so many things she does. A lot of what she does is quite similar to a child, uh, adolescent psychiatrist, but really, really her specialty area is any child with any kind of developmental issue where they're just behind for whatever reason. And of course, the autistic, autistic spectrum disorder is a huge one. And um, she's kind of a, a master at that. And I wanted just to have her introduce, talk about it a little bit, and what she's been doing about how we've been working together. And I got one last story, then I'm going to be quiet. Okay, so <laughs> this goes back when we moved. We were we were in New Zealand. We we I, we lived in New Zealand for a bunch of years, and it was early in our time there. And there was a I don't know if you remember the girl was about 12, and her she was severely autistic, and her IQ was probably in the low 60s. So she was, and she was freaking out, and she was having all these issues and and pinching and punching her mom and dad who were the sweetest nicest people in the world working every day as hard as they could and people were like oh you got to see this person get get your wife involved this girl's got autism and this that and the other thing we sat down with these these people like one or two times the three of them and the mom and dad were the sweetest people in the world within two weeks what we did all we did was say hey you guys got to take a break and take care of each other uh, and f- have people focus on taking care of you. And then we were to saw the girl again. You know, because they had all that other stuff was more than good enough. But the key to the child's world was how were her mom and dad. And they were a mess <laughs> when we first met them. And in a few weeks they realized, you know, all this focus on her, what about us? And that was, uh, uh, you know, bringing some of these uh, principles in and then you remember that yeah so, so uh so without yeah. further ado yeah without here's further uh, ado. autism specialist dr gabby gallarum from gallarum behavioral health in makawao and if uh you do want to get in touch with any of them uh, dr mike and dr gabby you can reach them at 572-4500 thank you for that um, funny, before I start, <laughs> you were saying that I'm masterful, and just before you came in, I was talking to Big C here about how you're the master. Oh, yeah. So we even share the same language. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, we were, very, we were very, 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 very fortunate. We, yes, were, we, we, had, were. we were trained by some really privileged, uh, we were very, and we want to share it as much as we can, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, in fact, our ma- our master trainer they refer to as a, who passed away. They refer to him as a rabbi in the consultant room, 
because uh, not just because he had a Jewish, because he wasn't a practice, but he, just because he was in there uh, to make uh, you know people better, mm -hmm. right? Sure. And he was a oh, he was a big time master. Mm -hmm. he'd, he'd be the last one to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here. Yeah. So yeah. so you know yeah. Tell us about what in 2020 autism has just been. It's been it's been this big big thing. It's big. So what do we want to hear out there? What are people are hearing, and what what do you want to tell well, them about are, to be hopeful and you know? Okay. Well, the non the, the the downside is that it's becoming more prevalent, as we know, autism is, and it really is a uh, it's a you know uh, wide range of conditions really that all consist mm -hmm. of similar you know problems problems with behaviors problems mm -hmm. with interpersonal uh, relations communication I love right? it when you talk about the mirror genes you know and uh, what 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 it means when people are like what is this thing that's autism you know like how do we understand it as human beings and mm -hmm. it's a relational thing right what do you yeah that's the that's really I mean yeah there are a lot of associated uh, you know Findings and symptoms, but There's I think a lot the of them are related to around this stuff. And right, right. So you mentioned the mirror gene. So that's right. we're talking about being able to have empathy, being able to interpret your environment, being able to understand what people are connect to it. Right? Uh, yeah, connect to it, understand what they're saying, what they're meaning. Yeah. So there is a typically um, a big disconnect with people with the world around mm -hmm. children with autism. Mm -hmm. And really the goal, the main goal of treatment is to reconnect. That's it. That's the main goal. Of, and then everything from there improves. Once a child is reconnected, it's almost like flipping a switch. Yeah. Now that reconnection part is a little bit of rocket science sometimes. Sometimes it is rocket science, sometimes it's simple. Simple, yeah, it's a, it's not necessarily easy, yeah. but it's the key. Right. And it could take years or it could take months or sometimes less. You know, but it's always the goal and me being the pathological optimist that I am, I always, you know, shoot for the moon. Well, we were yeah, that's where we were trained to treat everyone as if they will get better. Absolutely. And the more you train people, the more you work with people to get better, the more the, they will get better, and mm -hmm. you know, and uh, period. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we don't expect magic, but um, uh, oh yeah, interesting, because you're going to talk about the PRTMS stuff, and it really, we can see the part that makes us humans differentiates us from other uh, mammals, for example, is our frontal and prefrontal cortex, which we're now learning with the PRTMS, is asleep a lot of times. Yep, in children with and, autism. Yeah, people yeah. that are autistic, and we're expecting to talk to people be with people who's mm -hmm. that part of their brain it's like four in the morning right exactly. it's like they're, oh, that's so cool they're i like can't wait to, to sleep, talk about right? that yeah so maybe i can oh, and keep me on track here because i want i think that it's a great opportunity to talk about applied behavioral the, I, analysis that's even better yeah and the prtms so uh and applied behavioral analysis is something that we do right here at uh gallery behavioral health and um we, and it's actually expanding. We're happy to say that we've just hired a few new uh, behaviorists, and these behaviorists are expert behaviorists. So they're right. they're called BCBAs. They're What's that board, board certified, certified yeah, behavioral yeah. An, uh, analysts, right. and they are truly um, 
very well trained in their fields. And their uh, job is um, to really, um, uh, to, to formulate a plan mm -hmm. based on data mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then enact that plan. And it's kind of like what, what teaching someone how to dance or play the, play the flute. It's like, okay, we're going to teach your fingers to do this and we're going to help mm -hmm. you do them over and over and over again and it'll catch on. Right, you exactly. Know, right? Right. And, it, you know, uh, I mean, it, ABA... Uh, am I oversimplifying? Uh, of course I'm oversimplifying. You are, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ABA is pretty... I mean, it is... Uh, it, it's very data-oriented. Right. Uh, right. You know, which is which makes it beautiful because, you know, there's... there Data speaks, you Absolutely. know? So we... There's an analysis phase where uh, a child is... Uh, and the family mm -hmm. are really assessed to see what what the needs are, what the child is doing, what the child is not doing, what is, you know, uh, what are pro-social, what are mm -hmm. good behaviors that we want them to continue to do, and what things we want to try to extinguish, right? So, and then the uh, expert, the analyst, will then implement a program that will hopefully, uh, you know, well, hopefully the, the, the goal is always to help a child become more reconnected, as we yeah. said before, and those uh, inappropriate behaviors will fall away. And now appropriate ones will take their place. Exactly. Right. So here's the interesting thing mm -hmm. that we we know that um, how can I that you, you might have to help me out with this. Um, so when, when I'm kind of trying to combine PRTMS with the ABA because we have found with the personalized repetitive um, Transcranial. Transcranial magnetic stimulation, PRTMS. This thing is a mouthful, isn't it? It's <laughs> such a mouthful. It's a total mouthful. Um, so what we know from theirs, and we can, at some time, whenever is appropriate, we can talk more about the specifics of PRTMS. But basically, we get to see a person's brain waves mm -hmm. from the very back of their cortex to the very front of their cortex. Nine, what, 19 different areas, right? It's really 20, 20, 20 different it's areas. It's like so cool. Right. And what we have found is that, and re understandably so, in people, children, adults that have autism, mm -hmm. the mid and frontal areas of their brains are asleep. Going very slowly. Going right. very slowly. Those are the areas of the brain that deal with executive functioning, with sensory issues, mm -hmm. with language, with, you know, interpretation of language. Empathy. Of course, all yeah. of those things. So, Insight, reason, you know. Absolutely, yeah. right. Ab uh, insight, um, you know. Yeah, uh, what makes us people, what makes us like interact as a group of people. What makes us interactive. Right, right. Right. So, so we can see, you know, on the PRTMS and the EEGs, mm -hmm that those areas are asleep and what we can do is awaken those areas with PRTMS so that the ABA has even more impact. Oh, it's, it's just because been Because interestingly, if you think about it, you know, what we've traditionally done with ABA, which has been around for a long time, mm -hmm. um, the therapist, the uh, analyst will try to get a child to do whatever it is, X, right? right. I want you to say bye when you leave the room. I want you to consistently look at a person in their eyes and say bye. 
Well, I mean, now we realize how difficult that is. And it's, it's like an ana anatomical difficulty, right, you know? Right, right, right. And we right. can see it on the brainwaves, that that's like almost... It's like asking someone at 4 o'clock in the morning, waking them up out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning and, and say, be, say, hello, alert, how's everybody And be happy, doing? right, exactly. Yeah, and focus, right, 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 right. right. Even though they look, they're awake, they're awake <laughs> when they're... Um, I, I was just thinking, you, you, ever, you ever wake somebody up and you're like, you shake them a little bit, their head goes, and you tell them all this information right before you're about to leave, and then all of a sudden they're like, hi, yeah, <laughs> yeah, meanwhile... <laughs> That's what we're talking about. They, they're not asleep. I mean, the, the back of their brain, they're and the, they're, they're just wide awake, and it's moving. It's, that's why they focus this self-stimulating behavior, visual stuff. That's uh, their brain is awake, but the part that's awake is is the part that uh, is much more internal and more sensory things like you know like vision and night vision mm -hmm. and hearing and things like that's what I look. And that part of their brain is awake. And and really because. The, relatively speaking, it's more awake because the other areas are right. turned off. So that's, that's why they're so, you know, vigilant. Often, children on the spectrum, right. uh, you know, have a hard time with sounds yeah. and with, you know, um, or need textures. to have certain sounds, only certain sounds. Right, right, right. Um, so it's it, it's really a remarkable thing right. to be able to put those two together. So now, our, you know, now we have a key. Really, we know that um, applied behavioral analysis can be so much more effective. Um, coupled with this PRTMS. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's a double whammy. Anything could be more effective with a PRTMS. Absolutely. It, simply stated, it, it aligns and synchronizes uh, as best possible <laughs> the brain waves uh, so they all function at their most efficient way. Every neuron theoretically functions the most efficiently at the right uh, speed at the same time as all the other ones do in all the other areas of the brain. So synchronized. So PRTMS is actually, people use it to help their, with anything, with sure. their a a athletic, you know, with, their, with concentration, focus, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, you know, any athletic things, or, mm -hmm. uh, but also um, planning and, um, and uh, attention, anxiety, sleep. It's used for a whole bunch of things, and okay. it's, but it's FDA approved for what, severe de depression, Obsessive compulsive disorder, and I think I uh, was it migraines. I believe migraines. I yeah. mean, because things take a long time to get uh, FDA, FDA approved. approved. Yeah. And that's the TMS, right? Is uh, oh, FDA that's the TMS. Right. Yeah, PRTMS right. has the added Repet the rep repetitive. repetitive. We measure people's brain waves, and we can change the the, the amount of voltage, which is a very low grade amount mm -hmm. of voltage. We can change that. So it's personalized. Personalized in other words. by virtue of how we've done the week before with folks. Right, yeah, exactly. it's really It's really just amazing. Yeah, and, and I will say that um, this is theoretical, but we have seen it in practice, and we, too. We've had, we see, there's been reports written about it, not, and we, we have, and uh, we've heard it, we've known about it, but um, in fact, the person who really a pioneer of this, he did it because he was in another area of medicine, but he had a son with, uh, with autism. With pretty severe autism, yeah. and he put it on his son, and boom. Uh, you know, in a few, several months, he was a different mm -hmm. boy. And we've seen that in our practice. We have too. someone in our practice whose brain, whose frontal cortex is waking it's up, and waking it is up. so cool. And the boy is just different. We've known mm -hmm. it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's wonderful to be part of it. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Do you, do you know what the statistics are on on how many uh, children are affected by autism, roughly? A lot. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think the latest is it, there's nothing. I think beyond 2016. I mean, I, I believe, yeah, but I mean, one in 54. Enough. 
one in 54 kids is affected wow. by autism four four times more in boys than girls but that's, like, that's like two total classrooms maybe like so two it, two normal classrooms about 30 kids each right what do you mean so so, so out, of, out of one one child out of two classrooms of the same age is going to have a child with autism mm -hmm. maybe like one and a half <laughs> yeah i mean it's it affects and a there's lot a whole different range you know some people will have features of autism that they they still you wouldn't necessarily Very know easy. and others and they may have difficulties here and there but you know again it, and there's others where it's pretty you know, there's mm -hmm. a whole range so it's really considered a broad range of but one conditions of the things, really one yeah. of the things that's that's um that I've, I know that you have we've done this together a lot is that uh, you know these these people come in and and you know have these this autism for example so there's been a lot of people in their lives who've been trying really hard for a really long time to do stuff and have tried really hard put a lot of energy and emotion and whether they realize it or not they have to you know they're grieving the loss of what they thought they but they rep then they're welcoming what they do have you know, and everyone's tries really hard, and all the professionals try really hard. They get burned out. They get burned out, and they get tired, and they get irritable. It's hard to be a mom and a dad on a good day, you know, and be a husband and a wife. And, you know, so um, people take for granted that all the people that are working around the, ch the, you know, the child or the adult with the, with the autism, okay, well, you know, we're all good. Let's just teach the child with autism skills, okay? Meanwhile, what we're ex extremely sensitive about, well, this boy, this child or girl is very sensitive to their context. I mean, they can smell a grain of tension in these people, whether they show it or not, right? So uh, one, one of the most... The, that's, that's where the brainwaves are, are, are no, no, the brain different, wave, right? Like the four o'clock in the morning kind of is in one side of the brain where they're, they're receiving stuff, but on a different side they're able to, to see that no that's not my point though the point is because this is he's talking about this in any in any oh. child yeah but really. particularly with, yeah because you tend to think well we got to help the child with all of course we do however the best way we can help the child first and foremost is to make sure all those people around them the mom the dad the aunts the uncles the school teachers the aba people the aides and all these people that they're all um taken care of that they're all good they're all supporting each other they're all not arguing and in conflict and blaming this one for that and this set and the other thing uh, and they're all uh, they're all being taken care of also and having their needs addressed because how many moms and dads are completely burnt out on a good day and if you're if you're burnt out and beat up by looking after your child your child's not going to like it essentially so that one of that is one of the things that's really cool and we um, but it's not specific to autism. No, no, it's no. Even but more in, it's more, it's more important. Impactful but we have autism, to. We, yeah. we we don't always have to pay attention to it. But a lot of times we do, and mm -hmm. things just get get much. Yeah. Sometimes the best therapy we do for someone with autism is have a meeting with the mom, the dad, grandma, grandpa, people at school, and everybody. And hey, everybody, let's sit down and take a deep breath and celebrate what we're all doing together. Mm -hmm. Recognize it. Give her, you know, and let's just keep going. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to mention that because um, it's really important. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah totally. Um. So I think such an interesting part of this uh, PRTMS you folks were talking about, and you know, I, I was already attracted to, to coming and trying something like this in the first place. When I was a kid, um, 
I had been on EEG biofeedback, and it's because I have ADHD. I, uh, I knew that from when I was six years old, and it was a label that I carried with myself for a long time. Kind of one of the harder things as a, as a kid to carry that. And so, you know, I, I've seen a lot of psychiatrists. I've, I've gone through that process, you know. I mean, even, even to the point where I'm like, I don't really believe that anybody can help me. But then to think that there's something that could help literally tweak your brainwaves to approach your head and not have you overthink it. You let something kind of stimulate you to where you need to be with mag magnets. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a like, it's low grade electrical stimulation uh, that we know from the, the neurons talk to each other through electrical impulses, right? And, and, um, and everybody knows, yeah, so they talk to each other through electrical impulses. And the extent to which we can, we can like waves, you know, the extent to which you can mm -hmm. disrupt waves, and instead of having them be all like over the place, like in a, uh, you, you want it to be really nice, pretty, aligned, smooth waves, just like a pretty long swell coming all the way from New Zealand or all the way from Japan, right? I, By the time I, it gets here, man. Sound wave. You By know, the time you, it gets here, they're pretty, uh, they've gotten a lot of time to align in their, you know, okay? And um, so, uh, um, but so, but here's what's really cool about it is that we put this on, and it's low, you can barely feel it, you know, barely feel it. Um, and uh, so we can put it on different parts of the brain, right? So it's not, it's not invasive, it's not systemic, it's not a drug. Right, and you can target this part of the brain and not the other one. So if you want to, sometimes the brain waves are going slowly in some areas, and they should. Sometimes they're going more fast, and they should. Sometimes like, it's in the same area; it's going slow and fast, right? Like you said, there was there's 20 different that we uh, aspects that, that we it, it measures currently. There's a trillion neurons, over a trillion neurons that we're affecting, but we mm -hmm. measure 19 areas, 20 okay. areas. <laughs> so you guys kind of get the broad spectrum and, and then right. it. Oh yeah. And the stimulation, the magnetic stimulation is uh, just superficial too. Okay. So it just, you know, the idea is that it'll affect the, the superficial part of your brain, mm -hmm. the cortex, and that will ultimately. The amplitude of the, the amplitude, this is a big machine we got. It's like, it's like really rocket science kind of looking stuff. It's really cool. Dials and numbers and stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, it's really cool and um, to get to do this. They can really pinpoint and target uh, where they're trying to send this stuff, you know? Uh, but the other thing is, is that what's really cool about it is you, if you give somebody medicine, like sometimes, you know, medicines are really, really good. I mean, we prefer not to take medicine. We don't have to, but oh, sometimes I, I've had my fair share of meds. Medicines for ADHD, for example, and depression and all these other things sometimes are life changing for the yeah. better, period. And a lot of times they're not. They're way over-prescribed, we know that. But if you take a medicine, and like for example, a medicine for, for ADHD mm -hmm. is to uh, speed things up. Everybody knows, it's like caffeine. Right, it's, a it's a stimulant and it works a little bit paradoxically in terms of how it gets you to settle and focus. But either way, but if you take a medicine like that, it's gonna make everything go faster. Right. Right? Yeah. My even the ones, the parts, even the parts bit. you don't wanna go faster. Yeah. Now there are other medicines you take some of them they take also to slow, to slow, slow that down. down. Yep. Well, they make everything go slower. Yeah. You know, um, these this this we we, uh, we just target one this one area and and then we measure it again. And well, that area has sped up. Look, the other area is still going the same at the same frequency or different. That's just too cool. 
you know. So no side effect, you know, and the side effects are there's really no uh, significant side effect. Of course, there's always something that can happen, but there's been uh, really, really minimally reported side effects. And if so, it's just it's a little a little headache here, but that doesn't even rarely happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I just wanted to point that out there. The beauty of it from not taking a pill. I mean, you know, and if sometimes people take pills and PRTMS. Whatever's going to get the people's lives to do the best it can, you know. So this is just another tool that we have that that yeah. can improve someone's yeah. life. And sometimes, like anything else, sometimes it's the only tool we need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have other tools in the toolbox that work together. Well, I, I think I think any time that you go into a, a psychological approach mm-hmm. uh, for any human being. Mm-hmm. You have to have the therapies behind it. It's not just you're not just going to fix the brain waves. You have to talk about what the brain waves are starting to, to see and and how those treatments actually resonate. So, that being said, um, I want to try it. Actually, I I'd like to be able to go on like a little adventure with you guys. We haven't we haven't given you because we we got your EEG. We, yeah. we looked at those 19 areas. Everybody. 20. 20. <laughs> 20 areas. But, I mean, you know, uh, I think that a mental health makeover with Dr. Mike could definitely use a little mental health makeover action going on. <laughs> and uh, what do you guys think? You think it would be a, like a little interesting experiment, so to speak, but also – and not even an experiment. You no, guys already you have federal no, uh, federal approval for You're stuff. You're just goofing. I know you're stuff. just goofing. Yeah. Right. yeah no, of course, absolutely. We but it would it'd be fun. No, I, I – um, and, you know, and, and, and what would be cool, I mean, I, you know, we'll – Maybe before and after, uh, well, there'll be big C before and after, <laughs> and there'll be EEGs before and after, and hopefully they all get better. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, and let me, and you know that's an interesting well, thing but also. You're good, but you're more than good enough as you are. Of course. Thank you. Oh, totally. I appreciate totally. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that you know the cool thing also about this uh, methodology is that you can see. Uh, you have like objective information, so mm-hmm. you can see what the brain waves are doing mm-hmm. from treatment to treatment, and also there are surveys. You know, so we call them neurocognitive tests. You know, surveys about um, their uh, depression, anxiety, ADHD, sleep, uh, autism, sleep, autism, substance abuse, head injuries is huge. Head yeah. The NFL Players Association mm-hmm. uses this for folks with. Uh, concussions and oh, wow. all kinds right. of things absolutely so you so we can measure them from time to time and those uh um hook up you know they they link up with mm-hmm. your eeg and so we can see your progress objectively plus you know your own subjective yeah. uh report of how how one how you're feeling that's cool yeah that's and there's really only cool. there's only there's only um uh, two of these uh only two two clinics in all this whole state of hawaii one on Oahu and one here. And like less than 40 in all of the nation. Less than 40 in the nation. There's a lot of the TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation, Mm -hmm. which is really, which is good. Um, uh, There's more of them. They've been, it's been around longer, but that's a higher voltage of electricity, which, you know, sometimes people don't like to feel as much. And they don't, they apply it with one, I think they, they don't, they apply it to one area of their brain only and at a higher voltage, and I don't think they, they don't measure the uh, brain waves beforehand at, or throughout the treatment. So it's kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to sit without, you know, it's kind of like one size fits all, but I'm not quite sure about that. Mm-hmm. But it's good, you know, TMS is good, and this, the studies that we 
do have, which are not uh, the, the reports we have, which are not the, the real pure uh, uh, level blanking scientific uh, studies. Scientific I mean, they're studies. reports, you know, um, because it's hard to really study this stuff. Is that the uh, because of the personalization of the PRTMS and uh, the fact you can move it around and the fact it's lower voltage, that the outcomes in several areas are like much much greater than in the TMS, and those those outcomes are good too. Um, so we're very excited about it um, to have it here on Maui. Ah, and, as am I. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, and people can come here from wherever they want. I was gonna uh, say if somebody's excited about it themselves, you know, maybe they're they're uh, they're planning on coming to Hawaii for you know once this whole COVID nineteen thing allows for traveling. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they call it medical up. tourism. Yeah, medical we, tourism. I like. Yeah, that. I never heard. I that know that that's an actual thing though. No, oh, it is. is. You know, yeah. going to the right spot that's gonna help you best for your brain and mm -hmm. and or your body. And you get to hang that out on Maui. You know? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gallerin Behavioral Health in Makawao, you can definitely find them. You can also call them up at 808-572-4500. Our um, website, our website, gallerim.com, right? G-A-L-L-E-R-R-I-M-M dot -M, uh, com. Yeah, and you can find the, the podcast there as well. Oh, the podcast. Um, right, yeah. You can also see all kinds of information on the PRTMS Center for Peak Brain Performance. Center for Peak Brain Performance. Right. My, uh, I, I'm feeling like I got a peak brain performance right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you, you folks also do autism specialization and uh, kind of focusing well, on we that. Do, so we do a lot. We're a mental health, behavioral health clinic, and we, we do all we can to help people get better um, from point A to point B and, and with whatever their conditions are they bring in. And if we can, we, we do. And if not, we say we can't help you. We'll do something else. But absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but no, we we're we're a behavioral health, mental health, and we will see we will, whatever uh, people bring our way. If we have the time, we'll have a look and see uh, if we can put the pieces together to make their lives better. And and, uh, and we do that with lots of things: substance abuse, you know, depression, anxiety, ADHD, and all the self harm stuff. And I can go on and on about it. <laughs> oh, and one of my favorites is well is. Uh, is dealing with estranged family members that have been estranged for a long time, uh, if not generations. Wow, is that cool? When Being able to integrate oh a human my. being back inside of a, no, a family dynamic? Oh, no, yes, they, they, kids who haven't, you know, adult children who haven't talked to their parents in 30 years. Oh, or wow. And are their relatives? I mean, God, oh, I, or, or the, uh, after uh, uh, divorces and, Custody issues and disputes. I mean, goodness me, uh, those are the those are you know those are some of the hardest things for any human but being to go through. But they're incredibly Absolutely. gratifying, and we I would love to try them out. And some and I say, whoa, that's too much. But wow, is it gratifying when we deal with those situations, particularly, particularly if there's any way any um, families that are dealing with before, during, or after. Uh, separation, divorce, anything like that, or family estrangement, from all these kinds of things. The younger, we don't want to wait until there's a crisis. We want to get it, because there are some beautiful things that can be done that are taken for granted in our culture. And that one might be another uh, another show, maybe. But anyway, I just don't want to leave that part out, because that, that families that they got, they actually came in for this, for something else, depression, anxiety, and little did I know, trauma, 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 estrangement. And this one person wound up 
going back to, uh, to Europe, to Ireland, and meeting their ancestors that they never met, their cousins they never met because of the trauma that happened to their family in Ireland that came with them to the mainland. And next thing you know, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. And um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so we do a lot of things, right? <laughs> we do a lot we of try. things. We try, we try. Dr. Gabby, do you have any uh, closing thoughts on, on today and whatnot? Uh, you know, we love to help. We uh, do a pretty good job. And um, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks to my my partner uh, in business and my partner in life, and uh, and it's really it's a wonderful thing. Thank oh, you. Yeah, and happy anniversary. Oh right. I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> it, it's a pretty incredible thing. Forty years. That's that's spectacular. Congratulations, you two. Yeah, we haven't killed each other. <laughs> we actually still love each other. Uh, that's impossible not to love. We might not. It, loving people is not the issue. It's how you behave with the people you love. Do we okay? behave pretty well with I each think, other? I think so. Yeah, a lot of people are led are confused by people's behavior that people don't love each other, you know? And they think they don't. They feel like they're not loved because of the way people behave. But that's not really true. They really do, but they just forgot how to do it properly. I really want to touch on that next next show um, because that's something that, that's very real for a lot of folks. For a lot they, of folks. They fall in and out of love um, and don't realize that the ebb and flow of that tide is just a part of the ocean that is life. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. That's a nice way to. Is we, are we all finished? That's or? it, yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't want to end that way, but I mean, we well, can. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks, Gabby. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, Dr. Mike. And Mr. Big C, thank you. All right. Aloha. And all the listeners. <laughs>